everyone. Welcome to another episode of Lessons Learned Podcast, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. My name is Suzanne, and I'm the head coach at Grace Financial Coaching. So today I'm going to be welcoming my friend, Beverly Miller. Beverly has a plethora of experience. She has been leading Financial Peace University since 2006. She she is a trained Ramsey Solutions Master Financial Coach since 2011. She is one of the original Ramsey Preferred Coaches. So she was breaking ground for all the rest of us. She's been around the barn a time or two, and your money problems might seem overwhelming to you, but Beverly has seen some crazy stuff over the years that she's been coaching, and it takes an awful lot to make her gasp. As a result, she can give you what you need as a financial coach, perspective, a plan, and lots of hope. She's actually better known as Bev, the money coach, (laughs) or money coach Bev. And we are going to bring her in right now to hear about the dumbest things that Beverly's ever done with money. Welcome, money coach Bev. What's going on? Hey, thanks, Suzanne. I'm glad to be here. This is going to be fun. (laughs) Beverly and I have gotten on 15 minute phone calls before and an hour later have found ourselves still going. So hopefully we can keep this short for our viewers. We are kindred spirits. That's for sure. Exactly. So Beverly, first, let's start. Tell me about Money Coach Bev and how you got into financial coaching and what you feel your strengths are. Okay. Yeah. I've been coaching for, for about 10 years now, but was introduced to, you know, Dave Ramsey and, and his plan in probably 2004 and discovered to our delight, actually, we were on baby step seven before I ever heard of Dave, but we still had plenty of stupid tax that we'd paid along the way. But um, so yeah, I heard this guy on the radio say, Oh my gosh, He's teaching, he's teaching this stuff. And this is, you know, mostly what we've done for our lives, you know? <laughs> right. We've already done the stupid stuff he's talking about. Yeah. So, so for the audience who doesn't know, Dave Ramsey's program has seven baby steps. So Bev, you're saying when you, st- when you learned about the program, you guys were already on baby step seven. So you guys had already completed the baby steps on your own, but not without some stuff happening. We had we didn't do the usual stupid stuff of consumer debt. I think maybe twice we had a car loan that we'd paid off in about six months. Never had any other kind of debt other than mortgages. A mortgage. Two mortgages, I guess. And and some of the what I'm gonna tell you about my our Yeah. Exactly. uh, So that's that's the whole point of the show, right? I created yeah. this so that people will realize that we all make financial mistakes, even us, the experts, right? We had to start somewhere with our mistakes. Yeah. So yeah. what is the dumbest thing you've ever done with money, Beverly? Well, I'm going to give you two. Okay. And luckily they were in the distant past for us. So when we were first married and in our early 20s. So we're talking, we got married in 1979. So we're talking in through the 80s. Although some of the stuff that it took, it was probably into the 90s before we cleaned up the entire mess. But so two things. And the one I'll tell you because I'm going to mention it because I can't even tell you much about it. That's how stupid we were. We had so little idea what we were doing that I can't even tell you details even to this day. But 
back in the 80s, there were a lot of tax law changes going on. And so this first one, and I don't remember what year, early 80s, changes that encouraged limited partnership investments in a lot of things, but in particular real estate. And they were marketed and sold very aggressively. And we fell prey to a shyster who convinced us. I mean, we basically had way more money than brains. You know, my husband was working, you know, he worked for the same corporation for, for 39 years. Oh, wow. And so he was making what was decent money at that time. I was in graduate school, but I had a, a stipend and, you know, we didn't have any debt. So we, we had money. Right. But we got convinced that, oh, if we, you invest in this, something about an apartment complex in Sarasota, Florida, and you will save tons of money on, on your taxes. because ah. And without, we basically, we didn't know what we were doing, but we ended up sending, as I recall, almost $800 a month. And this is in the early 80s, month after month after month. And I don't even remember for, remember for how many years before it ended. We never saw a dime of it back ever. Oh. oh, my gosh. Do you remember if there was any positive tax implication for you guys? I, I think we probably benefited on our tax returns in those years, but I honestly couldn't tell you how much. And I know for a fact, it was nowhere near. <laughs> nowhere near 800 times 12 months. Right. Yeah. 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 And at some point it all just evaporated. And I think the general partner probably ran off the, with the money and we, and it just, I keep hoping someday a letter will come in the mail and the resolution of the Sarasota investment. And, and, and here's a million dollars. <laughs> right. Exactly. Here's, here's a, here's a, what's it called? A, a settlement for your, for your pain. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Well, yeah. that, that's how little we, so the, you know, the lesson learned, don't, don't invest in anything you don't understand. Right. We, right. We had zero understanding. We were yeah. I even like to take it a step further and say, don't invest in something you couldn't explain to a five-year-old. You know how you ever heard the phrase yep. where somebody says, you don't really know anything about anything unless you can explain it to a five-year-old. Yep. My mother had this wonderful talent of, if you want to learn about something, go take the kid's book out of the library. So yeah. if you want to learn about the breakdown and the format of the British monarchy, go take the kid's book out of the library because they're going to explain it like a five-year-old will understand it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yep. So I always think of that when I hear that kind of stuff. So what was the other dumbest thing you've ever done? Well, the other one was in that same era. And again, we had more money than we had brains. And okay, as I'll give you an excuse. Okay, the stuff we teach now, you know, get out of debt, invest in your 401k, get the match and everything. You got to realize that 401ks didn't exist until 1981. Okay, so it wasn't like that was, was an option for us, but right. I mean, we ended up, but so we thought, Oh, so when my husband graduated from college in 1977, a, you know, about a year later, he bought a little house, a little dinky house, $15,000 house. <laughs> wow. And we lived there the first year after we were married. And then when my grandmother died, we moved, we bought her house from the estate and moved into her house, but we kept 
the rent the, the the original house that he had bought as a rental and we rented out to this nice couple and they lived there their entire lives and they never missed a rent payment they fixed everything themselves they were like tenants from heaven wow so we thought let's do more of that <laughs> And so the other big scam going around in the 80s we got caught up in it was called Nothing Down Real Estate. Mm. And a man named Robert Allen had written a book on it and how to do creative financing. Oh, gosh. And I could hear that in <laughs> Dave Ramsey's voice because I've seen Dave speak enough. Obviously, I've heard him enough on his radio show and podcast, but I've seen Dave speak enough times where I think he even got caught in some of these no down real estate deals. And that's he part of what knew, knew a fair amount about them because he was selling real estate at the time. And I mean, he was, you know, I'm actually, a, I think two years older than Dave. <laughs> and so he was going bankrupt when we were doing our stupid too. Right. So, so I'm not sure if he was actually involved in that per se, but he sure knew all about it. So so we had money for, for a couple of 20-somethings. We had money, but still the, the houses we were buying <laughs> weren't in the best part of town. Gotcha. Yeah, and we ended up buying two of them. Okay, so you had two in addition to the so one that... Three all, three all together. One was a Got great it. tenant. The other two properties, I think we had to evict every single tenant. Oh, my word. Sometimes I remember the one standing at the door with the constable with the gun on his hip because they hadn't left. And it was mm -hmm. like, okay, you're leaving today. Yeah. Okay. I have experience with that. On the, When I was still worked in commercial real estate, there were a few times we had to call in the marshals to evict someone and physically remove them and their stuff from the premises. And let me tell you. It takes a lot to get to that point because the constable or the marshal or whoever the jurisdiction it is, they don't want to be spending the day taking someone's crap out of the space. That's actually part of the job description. So it has to get really, really, really far along for them to get to that point. Yeah, where they you show got, up. yeah, you give them the notice and you post it on the door and you take them to the magistrate and the magistrate tells them to leave and then they got time. And then, yeah, it's a long process. Yeah. So and what did you guys learn best? So how did you guys get out of those two houses? Eventually we ended up selling them. I uh, probably at a loss. I don't even remember the numbers now, but relative to, I mean, not just, you know, lost rental payments, you know, cause almost nobody ever paid every month, but the, you know, the copper plumbing that disappeared in the middle of the night, along with the tenant. Oh man. The entire house. You know, and then finding the tenant and trying, <laughs> trying to sue the tenant and trying to get some money out of them. And, you know, having a contractor that, that did some work for you tell you, no, I'm not going to come testify. I don't want any, you know, because somebody will come after me. And, and, oh. and don't you, <laughs> me appearing with a subpoena and telling me, take your subpoena and put it where the sun don't shine. <laughs> My gosh, it sounds like you rented these houses to the mob or something. Well, you know. <laughs> Well, anybody knows the Pittsburgh area, you know, the one was it's called Perry Hilltop. It's okay. It's like after we buy it, we find out, you know, that stoplight blocked down. Don't ever stop there. Oh, my goodness. 
slow down, make sure you're not going to hit anybody. Don't stop at a stoplight at that stoplight. Oh, jeez. Like, oh, again, we, were, we were young. We were stupid. Oh. So, but that's what I was going to say. So the lesson learned from that one, too, is kind of almost the same thing. You guys kind of invested in something you didn't know about. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. I people, and, and, this, and I'm not saying don't ever, you know, invest in rental, rental real estate, but my goodness, number one, don't do it with debt. Don't do it with 100% debt because that was creative financing. It was shady deals outside of closing and we probably broke laws. I don't even know. <laughs> but yeah, we didn't have cash to put down, nothing down. Okay. So completely up you know, 100% debt and think that the only expenses in owning a rental property and are in your mortgage. Oh my goodness. Mm. You, know, you know, the utilities and the taxes and the copper plumbing you got to replace. Oh, and, you know, so if you can't do it with cash and with a property that's gonna rent to people who can pay let's just say that yeah yeah and this era that we're living in now you know we're, we're recording this video in july of 2021 and if you had those properties and tenants in them right now and they decided not to pay you couldn't even collect rent so right. while that wasn't something we even we didn't even know a, a year and a half ago that that could be a thing yeah, right they can't, evict, so they can't do anything you just they won't pay and, and you know yeah. as soon as they learn that they're not gonna pay even if they can't Right, right, yeah. I know, I've, the, I've, I've had clients in that situation, so. Yeah, right, exactly. And I had a client ask me last week or a week and a half ago, you know, if we get X amount of dollars from this other thing that they're doing, it would be a good idea to, to invest in, re in real estate, right? Because the market's, you know, they're a little scared of the market. So they're asking me, hey, give me your blessing. It's going to be okay for me to invest in real estate, right? And I'm like, only if you have a minimum, a minimum, and just this is based on the size of the property of $10,000 for emergencies, a minimum, because it would be, it was like a little townhouse. And then I said, and also if you're prepared to pay your rent and that mortgage also. Yeah. And they were like, it never even, they never even dawned on them that they could end up having to pay both. Because if someone goes in there right now and decides not to pay, there is no recourse, unfortunately. So it's a lesson that that all of us did not know we were going to learn a year and a half ago. So Laura has joined us and she wants to know, <laughs> she says, oh my heavens, the copper pipe issue is killing me. Isn't yeah. that awful, Laura? I would just have a heart attack if I walked into that house. What did you guys do? Well, we ended up replacing it. I mean, luckily we actually had we had enough money to, to do this stuff, but it's, it's more the opportunity cost. It's like the money we threw into these places think, you know, if we had just put it, you know, in some mutual funds or whatever, think what it could have become, you know, mm, but that right. copper, the copper plumbing thing, I find out that's a really common problem in lower, lower rent places. Yeah. We used to have copper pipes stolen from commercial construction sites and 99% of the time it was an inside job because those are locked monitored construction sites. And for somebody to be able to get in and steal all the copper, it was the security guard or it was the Ooh. job foreman or it was one of the labor guys. And so it was always an inside job, but I don't know if copper will ever become not valuable. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, but you you learned it the hard way, and you guys are still on top. You guys, well, are doing that's well kinda, the other lesson is you can recover from your mistake. I have a a, a 
a blog article I wrote actually a couple of years ago now on my website, moneycoachbeb.com. Scroll down and said latest blog articles. Scroll down to the ones that are a couple years old. And there's one that says your mistakes are not fatal. And yeah, I, I struggle even now. It's like, well, we've got a healthy net worth, but it could have been probably double mm -hmm. if we hadn't had those mistakes, but it's okay. It's right. Okay. We'll right. Be, we'll be okay. So learn the lesson and change your ways, no matter how old you are. And the younger you are, the better off you are. Right. Exactly. Right. If you're, if you're watching this and you're 22 years old, you are in luck because <laughs> yeah. you haven't had enough time to do too much stupid yet. So, yeah. so humble yourself. Well, what we didn't do is humble ourselves and ask for advice. Like from my parents were pretty good with money, but I don't think they had any clue. I mean, they knew about the rental properties. Couldn't hide that. I don't think they ever knew about the tax shelter thing. Right. Right. But we were, we were, too smart to we know what we're doing oh i know oh uh, you know it's it's so true it's and we have to get to that place unfortunately we're willing to ask for help and sometimes it takes a while sometimes it takes us all depending on the topic right especially money money can be uh there's a lot of shame and guilt in money so it totally makes sense i threw your website down there on the screen moneycoachbev.com so please check out her website she has so much knowledge on that website. I still haven't gone through the whole thing and I've been on there five or six times. So I want to thank you, Beverly, for being honest and sharing your financial blunders with us. Everybody, you guys can join me next week for another episode of Lessons Learned, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. I hope you have a great week. Thanks again to our guests for their honesty and for sharing their financial blunders with us. Join me again next week for another episode of Lessons Learned Podcast, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. Make sure to subscribe to the Grace Financial Coaching YouTube channel, and please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts.